0: Hi, everyone. This is Meena Puri, host of Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. Happy New Moon. Today's April 11th. That's when I'm recording it. Um, You'll probably hear it in a couple of days. Um, But again, it's time for new beginnings. And the new moon or the full moon energies, I always am very much sensitive to that. And I uh, should have known. So yesterday... I spent kind of thinking about what the next podcast is going to be about. How can I continue to make it more relevant? I was thinking of inviting some guests and I went to sleep with that thought. So I woke up at 3.30, 4 o'clock with, you know, what came to me is like, I want to talk about finding your voice. And as I thought about that, that's when I should have gotten up and recorded the podcast. But, um, you know, that's probably not the, Best time, you're still kind of you know sleeping, and uh, so I kept thinking about as I as a topic came to my mind. Um, it really brought up so many stories in my own personal life where I needed to find my voice. And one of the stories that really showed up strongly was a few years ago when I still lived in uh, Michigan, I got a ticket for a traffic, for like a tail light that needed to be fixed. So the police officer gave me a ticket and he said, when the light is fixed, go to the nearest um, police station and have it checked. I did exactly that. And a few weeks later, I get a notice of whatever, like they call the bench arrest that you have to come to court. Um, and, I, and because you had failed to mail, you had failed to comply with the, the ticket to fix the the tail light and i thought darn i fixed it the police officer signed it and checked it but i didn't realize that um, i was supposed to mail it in i thought the police checked it all is good so anyways i go to the court in ovai and um i was bullied by the assistant of the judge the judge had not come in So he was uh, coming to all the, you know, people who were sitting on the bench for their turn. He comes to me and he goes, "Um, do you have $500 cash? And I thought, no. And uh, so when my turn came to speak up and I said, oh, I didn't know that I was supposed to mail it in. I'll be happy to mail it in. I think I still had it. And uh, this is what he said to the judge. He said, take away her keys. And prior to that, he kind of, you know, was intimidating me, asking me if I had extra cash. Or I think he may have even said that we're going to take away your car. And so I got really intimidated because I had never experienced anything like that. And I kept thinking to my mind, seriously, wow. Like not mailing uh, a, t- a ticket that the, the light was f- fixed is such a big crime that they committed a crime that they wanted to, you know, take my keys away. And I don't know if he even said, you know, lock her up or something like that. I'm not sure if he said that, but I kind of, I felt very bullied and intimidated. At that time, I didn't know because I thought I had really, I had really done something so terrible. And I was surprised that how, how something like not mailing a ticket in could be so terrible that can warrant them charging you $500 uh, penalty and taking your keys so you can't drive your car. Um, so anyways, I, when, I, when my turn came and the judge said, no, we're not taking any keys. And he said, just, you know, um, here's the court date, come back to the court, which was just a waste of time. Because as I went back, the judge just said, threw it away and said, go home, go home, such a waste of time. But anyways, I came home and I was trying to process what had happened today. I was still in a bit of a shock. So I, I remember walking out with my neighbor um, and I told him what had happened. And I said, this is what happened. And he goes, Meena, they, he, the guy, the judge's assistant, he profiled you. I didn't even know what that meant. So female Indian. So that's what it meant. That's why he said he's profiled you and he intimidated you. So a yeah, day went by and this really started to bother me. Once I understood what he was trying to do, and once I could put a like a name or a word on my experience, I was livid. And I'm like, how dare he? Courts is where we go to seek protection. And within the court, this guy has the audacity to intimidate me right in the courtroom for something like something as small as not mailing a ticket in. So I was just livid. I decided, I called the court and I said, who was the judge on that day at that time? And who was his assistant? I got the names and I said, who's the senior of the judge? And who's the boss? Who's the boss? So I I got a few names and I wrote a letter. And I said, this is what had happened. And I am appalled that you would allow this to happen in your court, that your assistant wanted to take my keys away. And he, by the way, also asked me for $500 cash. And um, so I CC'd it to all the relevant people. And I mailed, I think, you like know, probably, I, I mailed different names on different envelopes so everybody gets it, maybe about 10 different, um, envelopes because I wanted to make sure they got it. So anyways, I got a reply back apologizing that I had that experience at the court from the judge who was on duty at the time of when my number was called, when my ticket came up. And he said, I went back um, to the recordings and, you know, and I apologize uh, for the, um, the assistant, but he would just performing like a, the protocol. So, and I thought, really, that is your protocol? You take somebody's keys away because they neglect, they, they didn't know that they had to mail something in? How did you expect that I was going to go home? So anyways, I did write a letter back to him. I did not hear back. So the point of this story is, had I not done anything had i not stood up for myself it would have bothered me till today so it really was important for me to put them on notice that i notice that behavior and i'm going to this is not acceptable unless you explain to me why it should be acceptable to me so and this is what happens, and, and I'm sure that you can relate to this story. I'm sure all of you listening would have had an experience such as like this, not necessarily in the court, but you know by a, a friend, a boss, or even you know in a, in a relationship, where somebody just it, you know it's not anything like what I went through, but you know somebody makes a snipe comment or an underhanded comment or um, say something inappropriate, especially, you know, for women. Many women have experienced this, you know, inappropriate sexual uh, suggestions or innuendos, saying, saying something that is, that's called, you know, sexual harassment. Um, and many women have experienced that. And here's what happens when we are confronted with something that we are not expecting we're dumbfounded. We're dumbfounded. We feel confused. We also begin to second guess and question, like, did I do something wrong? That's a human tendency. We, we begin to, you know, we take it upon ourselves to saying, what did I do? You know, it's always my fault. What did I do? And, um, and and then we begin to second guess, or well, maybe I my misunderstood, um, maybe I'm being too sensitive, um, maybe I should just let it go. So by the time we go through this mental jargon, what happens? We many times begin to push it away, but the experience has already been had. It's sitting, it becomes part of your body, it becomes part of your memory, it becomes part of the tissue memory. That's the subconscious mind. So that what we tolerate, that we shouldn't tolerate, it, um, and that which we suppress, which we should not suppress, that's the same thing that takes our power away. When it takes our power away, it dims our light. And we really have then less power, less light to do what we are here to do in the world. And time after time after time, <clears throat> I get clients who are uh, confronted with the same type of experience, More, most of them just from their, you know, at workplace. And many times it's their partner if there's like an abusive relationship going on, or just a family member that makes inappropriate suggestions or inappropriate um, comments that the person does not know what to do with. So, and this is the time. And we, finding our voice, it is so important. It's an important step in finding, <clears throat> finding our truth, finding who we are. So our emotions are the language of the inner world, which means the emotions speak to us um, and tell us what's going on in our inner world. Because we are so accustomed to or taught or conditioned to kind of use our mind too much when we shouldn't use it, we, we, you know, we let the mind um, be in charge, saying, and then we end up never speaking up about it. We never end up even figuring out what just happened. What do I do with it? So when we don't know what to do with it, or even when we know what to do with it, we become scared. There's a fear of judgment. There is a fear of losing status quo. There's fear of creating drama. There's fear of, you know, somebody calling you the troublemaker. Or, you know, the best one is you're too sensitive, right, which I'll talk about in a minute. And what happens, you know, one thing I do know, anything, even the smallest thing that we tolerate, that's against our true nature. It never goes away. I guarantee you that. It never goes away. It'll come back a year, years later, and it'll begin to come to surface and begin to bug you, or it'll show up in some part in your life. That has been my experience, and that's what I work with clients time after time. They thought that they had never even remembered that, that it was gone until it showed up. It shows up like a volcano. Like a volcano eruption, it's, they blow up because, and, and here's, you know, here's the thing, you know, when we blow up, we cause like commotion. It's actually, you know, coming from the suppressed emotions that were never appropriately, appropriately expressed because we did not know, or we are not taught on how to express them. We are not taught on what to do with our emotions, right? We're still kind of, you know, conditioned on, conditioned to suppress. Don't make a fuss. Don't stir trouble. Just, you know, you're making a big deal out of it. So, the, you know, there is such an intelligence to our emotions. That's what we refer to as emotional intelligence. Like I mentioned, emotions are. um, is a language of what's going on in our inner world. So it's really important to first of all recognize that if you felt it, trust what you felt. When you begin to second guess, come back to the heart and trust what you felt. To begin with, this didn't feel good. There's something not right here. There's something messed up here. What is it? Ask, what is it? What is it? What is it that I'm feeling? Then putting a word to what you're feeling. Giving a word to what you're feeling is a really important step because it helps you to become clear. And secondly, it really helps you to acknowledge to yourself what you're feeling. Once you, become, once you acknowledge and become sure of what you're feeling, that's, then the, the next step is if needed, then we can communicate it in an intelligent, confident way instead of pushing it away and continue to push more and more things away. And then something happens, you know, a big combustion and you just, you blow up. And that's when, you know, or you're too emotional, you're too sensitive, you're making a big deal out of nothing. And that's when that happens. so from the fear of ever having that happen again, we're like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. So, you know, many of you would have had experiences that, and many of these experiences happen within your close family members, close relatives. It's not really anybody on the outsider because um, they don't know you enough to say anything to you. You know, mostly it happens around people that you already know. So, so trust what you're feeling. If the feeling is, I'm not sure, I'm confused, I'm overwhelmed, I'm feeling out of sorts, I'm feeling not right, begin with that. That's totally, perfectly fine. Then just sit with it. and. Understand, then ask the question Is what, what am I, what is underneath that? What is underneath that confusion? What really is it? Or I'm feeling scared, I'm feeling like hurt, or I'm feeling betrayed, or I felt bullied or intimidated. Then go under it. What's underneath it? What's underneath it? So you continue to go underneath the surface emotion until you get to what you truly felt, what really happened, okay? It's important to give it a word because it's important for you to acknowledge it and then trust your own feeling sense so then we can communicate it. Many times, communication is not, you know, many times in my case, it was needed because it was, Uh, such a third person, and, uh, you know, it was just the whole incident, but just a total violation of me in so many ways, Um, just intimidation and bullying, right, in the courthouse. And this happens more often than not. So, So it's important to acknowledge that. And so if it's happening, again, each scenario is different. I'm just giving you general ideas and then you very well can simply communicate you know what when you did that i felt this way that's it i didn't appreciate or i didn't like that you made that comment that was very hurtful i hope you don't do that again so simple just putting the other person on notice and Many times, you know, not everybody is, you know, out to get us, get, get anybody. Sometimes these comments, people don't know. They're not conscious of the words that come out of their mouth. They make careless comments. And what really it does, when we begin to pay attention to how we are feeling and that we have the confidence to stand up and speak up and find our voice, it really gives the other person an opportunity to grow up, to become more conscious, to become more sensitive. And yes, the other thing is, you know, the the whole thing about you're too sensitive, you're too emotional. First of all, we don't have a standard measure of a sensitivity. So below it is too little, above it is too much. And it's such a subjective term. You know, so you are sensitive, however you are sensitive you're sensitive enough. And actually, to be honest with you, I think we can afford to be more sensitive. We're not sensitive enough. We don't feel deeply because we don't know what to do with what we feel. So we kind of, you know, numb ourselves, dim our lights, sedate ourselves, and talk ourselves out of feeling what we're feeling. Even when we should be feeling outraged at something, we're like, is it okay? Like, I don't, I wanna be nice. I don't want to be angry. And many times, you know, people in the spiritual realm or yoga world do that. I mean, what in the world? Sometimes anger is the most appropriate emotion to have. You know, anger is not a negative thing. No emotion is bad or good. It is what it is. There's an intelligence to it. It is telling you what's going on inside your world. It's telling you what you are all about. It's telling you what's okay for you, what's not okay for you. It's telling you what you stand for, what you will not stand for. It's telling you what your really inner truth is. Are you going to sit here and let somebody walk all over you and so you can hide your truth, or are you going to find your voice? So tune into what you feel and trust what you feel. And you have the right to feel what you feel. Nobody can tell you what to feel. It's a personal thing. So, to be emotionally intelligent is to tune into that inner dialogue, that inner, our inner world, via our emotions, and then putting a word to it so you can become clear on what it is that you're feeling. Because One of the other reasons why it's also important that when you have a word, suppose the word is, you know, I feel like violated or victimized. You may notice that it'll help you identify other situations where you have been violated or victimized or in the future, if that ever happens, you won't be sitting curled up for days on end figuring out what happened. You will know, oh, I just got violated. This is not acceptable. So then you can move on from that. And yes, there is a 6A technique to use, even when you feel something like that, because you have to, once you do the acknowledging what you feel, you accept what you feel, because obviously energetically there was something in you. I mean, energetically, when I went to the court, I was already intimidated. I don't want to go to the court. And I, you know, I was still trying to figure out, like, what did I really do? Like, mailing a thing not in is such a big crime. Why don't you just tell me to mail it in? I'll mail it in. But that's not how life works, right? They make a big drama out of everything. So, and I was already intimidated. And when you go to the court, I mean, and you're sitting in the court, you're already scared. So I already had this little fear going on in me, like I'm going to become a victim. Well, the guy probably is the energetic. There's a bully in the room there you go there's a match so the six a technique is important to go through so you can take that energetic responsibility for what you experience so you can transmute the energies right because if i had known that i would have said why are you asking me for 500 and first of all why are you even asking me anything it's not my turn yet you're not the judge I will speak to the judge and let's see what he says. But I got intimidated. So that's how we take, you know, we take the responsibility. And it's so important to find our voice. That's how we can walk and be in the world with our head held up high. Instead of shriveled up and not speaking up and being afraid and always questioning, is my feeling okay? I really got pissed off. I'm really angry, but I really shouldn't be because I'm such a nice person. That is such a, that's, that's, that's misplaced something. That's confusion, okay? There are certain things. If you're feeling angry, then you're feeling angry. Do not just go ahead and change anger into, well, Maybe I'll feel less angry. Don't talk yourself out of it. Remember, your feelings doesn't mean yet that you need to go talk to somebody. You need to figure it out for yourself first. So it just involves you. Figure out what you're angry about. Feel that anger. Express the anger. Acknowledge that what makes you angry, this is what makes you angry. This may may not be the same thing that makes us uh, somebody else feel have the same emotion because it's personal. What you may accept, I may not be able to accept. What somebody else can accept, I may not be able to accept. So it's all very individual. Everybody does not have to feel the same thing. So you feel what you feel. You understand it's an energy. You go through the 6A technique that I talked about in the last episode, which is awareness. Um, acknowledgement acceptance appreciation uh, application and anchoring right remember the intelligence the emotional intelligence is coming to make you whole so you can tune into what makes you tick what makes you what gives you joy what gives you what cre- what creates pain in you what's how do you feel with this situation or that situation it's getting to know yourself and we don't want to abandon those parts of us, which we have many of us for decades, you know, the parts of us that um, we didn't like, like, you know, like I don't want to tell anybody I got victimized because immediately, Oh really? What did you do wrong? It was your fault. So because we, you know, that, that's the, that's the world. We are moving away from. You know why? Because it hasn't been working. Because it has brought nothing but pain and suffering to people. We're done with that. So we need to really have confidence in what we feel, how we feel, how do we take responsibility for our own experiences, how to transmute the energies. Then, if there's a need to communicate to a third person, then with the confidence, With a lot of confidence, we can look them in the eye and say, hey, by the way, that wasn't okay. By the way, four days ago, you made this comment to me. What did you mean by that? That really confused me. or that really hurt my feelings. Can you explain yourself? So you put the person on notice. And remember, those who are not trying to harm you, you give them an opportunity to grow up even those who you know everybody has their own personality there's always that family member that all of us have who always does this thing makes that underhanded comment or critical or negative right more we tolerate it more we create the same behavior when we say nothing we promote that behavior so when we speak up and find our voice Never mind if the person becomes upset. Everybody's an adult. Give people a chance to grow up. Give people a chance to watch what they say, how they say it. Give people a chance to clean up their inner intentions so they stop speaking words that hurt someone they claim to love. Okay? So um, so that's what finding the voice is, you know, is really all about. I've had... And how do you, and it's all in the throat chakra. Remember, the throat chakra is connected to the third chakra, your sense of self, the self-esteem. And that's what gives us the confidence to create, to use the voice to create the world that we want to create. So journalizing, not journalizing, you know, that journaling is always very important writing down what do you feel and if you need to sit with it for a day, two day, three day, go ahead and sit with it. So I'm not suggesting you all have to write letters and you know go back to all the people that you know who have said things to dim your light. You decide that first go back into it and you may need to, you may not need to. Those people may not be in your life and if you need to but you want to do it with confidence, with um, clarity, and with emotional intelligence. You have the right to feel what you feel, number one. Number two, you have the right to stand up for yourself. You have the right, and many times when we are expressing our feelings, there's vulnerability, right? I just had a couple of days, a friend of mine, you know, said something other thing. And I just, I didn't text him back and he goes, Hey, you, you went missing in action. You didn't respond back to me. And I said, well, you said this, he goes, Oh, you took an offense to that. And I said, Hmm, I think I did. So it made me feel a little vulnerable. Is he going to say, Oh, you know, I'm too sensitive too bad. I'm sensitive as sensitive as I am as sensitive as I need to be. But yes, it was offensive. So you apologize, we're good. And next time when he talks to me, he's gonna pay attention. He's gonna pay attention as to what comes out of his mouth, like we all should, right? But we all make mistakes, but we give people an opportunity. That's called communication. Remember, in the relationships, is when we um, you know kind of hide away. I don't want to tell my partner in the in the normal. But sometimes the, the reasoning I hear from my clients is like, I don't want to hurt his feelings or hurt her feelings. Really? And I think so. I'm like, really? There's, there's more than that. What you really don't want is for the person, your spouse, your partner, to think different of you and then say, oh, I didn't, I, you know, I thought you were like this. And the same thing happened to me, you know, a couple of days ago. The friend said, Well, I'm surprised that you took an offense to that. I didn't explain. Be surprised. I didn't explain. Oh, I did, or oh, I didn't walk away from what I felt. No. So there's a vulnerability there. So when we talk about how we feel and we find our voice especially with the loved ones, there's vulnerability there. Be vulnerable. It's, it's, uh, it's what is going to make you strong. It's what's going to make you into who you are. Vulnerability is our ultimate kind of um, the, I don't want to say the word weapon, but the shield that protects us. Because once you, once you, are vulnerable, what more can anybody do? How can anybody hurt you? They can't. Right? So I tell my clients, like, be very, be vocal about that hurt my feelings. No, it's not just for little kids to say that hurt my feelings. Feelings are not, you know, only, you know, they're not, uh, they don't expire with getting older. No matter how old we get, we feel what we feel. Feeling sense is an integral part of our being. We have to acknowledge that. And yeah, you hurt my feelings. Yes, you're 80 years old. You hurt my feelings. You're allowed to say that. It's not just something that a 10-year-old or a teenager or a 20-year-old says, right? So... Hopefully, when we become emotionally intelligent about our own emotions, we create an environment of, around us of people who also become emotionally intelligent. So I hope that was helpful. Um, yeah, and then one of the things that I um, recommended to my clients is to... Uh, um, take voice lessons, take voice lessons, and, um, and he did. Actually, I ended up giving him voice lessons, just really. I'm not a music teacher. I just know enough. So he said, well, why don't you teach me? I taught him some Indian music and just the notes and all of that. We did a few lessons, and he said it changed his world. And actually, he, he, he loved singing, and he had suppressed that. Now he sings all the time. Um, and he said that it's just he's just having so much fun with it. So taking voice lessons. And you can even, you know, nowadays on YouTube, there's so many um, little tutorials for voice lessons that you, it's just finding your voice. And when you find your voice, listening to your voice, and then giving words to your emotions and trusting that, What you felt is real. I mean, I'm not saying that every little thing you feel, you just go, you know, make a big deal out of it. Sit with it. Think about it. See what it is. And decide what you want to do. Is it too big? Is it not big enough to talk about or whatever? What do you want to do? And then just be mindful of it. Be mindful of situations where you lose your voice, but you continue to. Uh, suffer internally but you continue to mull over it you continue to that, that whatever happened whatever, whatever something happened that you needed to do it continues to eat away at you that's the thing that you need to come to terms with so you that's, that's where you want to take your power back anything we tolerate that we should not tolerate it depletes our energy it takes our power away it dims our light. So we're living in the times where we cannot have our light be dimmed. The world needs a lot of bright lights. We need our um, light to be bright and shining. So I hope that this was helpful. And um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say on this topic And uh, if you like, you know, press like. If you have a comment, I would love to hear from you. If you want to share, please do so. And uh, happy new moon again. So this is, again, time for new intentions. This is how time to kind of create the future that we want to live in. And um, so have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful day. And I will see you at the next video. Take care.